0: <laughs> so excited! I feel like I haven't been here forever. I forgot a fucking podcast.
1: <laughs> Hell yeah! So welcome back to the podcast, guys. Quarter Zone Chronicles. I'm your host Ray, joined with
0: I'm Janice,
1: and uh, we are we're excited to have you guys back. So a little update. I guess you can tell that uh, the scenery behind us is a little different. Janice ordered these beautiful uh, these beautiful shelves and put them together, and you put them together. Oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> I put them together and then boom. And uh, so we'll start to add some more stuff to the background or whatever on the shelves now that we have some space. But I definitely like the vibe. So hopefully, you know, you guys do too. Let us know in the comments, I guess.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like it's it? giving a professional podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, there's baby steps, you know, it's uh, there's steps. There's levels to this. As we they got the say.
0: nice new logo, the mic flags. I mean, y'all, we're, we're doing it.
1: Hey, you know, half the battle is taking it serious, right? Absolutely. So, anyway. Anyways, a little quick recap. So I know it's been two weeks since we did an actual podcast, but if you guys go onto the YouTube channel, there um, are some daily vlogs because we were just in Puerto Rico for a week.
0: Yes, we were. That's why there was no episode last week. So we were sharing our experience being in Puerto Rico, taking you all around the island, Mm -hmm. um, doing a couple of things. Yes. And uh, if you want to tune into that, all you have to do is go to YouTube and follow us on Corazon Chronicles podcast.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I'm still working on the last, uh, I think there's going to be two more videos because we were there for a week. So I tried to do a, a vlog for every day, but some of the days are a little bit shorter in length, so they might be grouped together. But anyways, I hope you guys enjoy the vlog. and and that type of vibe too because, you know, as we travel, which we will be doing a lot more traveling in the future, it'd be nice to be able to bring you guys along with that. So...
0: I have some listener reviews and comments that I want to share because I think, you know, one of the reasons that we're so excited about just continuing to grow this platform is because of all the amazing support that we're getting. Yes. So shout out to you if you've yeah. been leaving us reviews and comments and interacting with us on social. We love it and we want to see more of it.
1: Yeah. You know, the, the views have been steadily, like, sted, sorry, steadily building and it's been awesome to watch. You know, I mean, it's definitely not anywhere close to what. We have in mind, but it's you know, like I said, there's baby steps to this. How long have we been doing the podcast?
0: I want to say like mid-June.
1: So we're coming up on what I guess we just passed two two months? Mm -hmm. Wait, three months. Jeez. Yeah. So yeah, it feels like we should have more episodes, but that's my fault.
0: (laughs) 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 Slow and steady wins the race. That was my fault. All right. So first up we have an Apple podcast review from PR Mystique. Yes. The title is Sharing All the Knowledge. I already shared a few episodes with my partner, Knowledge is Power, and here they are sharing their experience with a sense of humor. Mm. It's both a learning opportunity and entertainment, highly recommended.
1: Hell yeah, that's awesome. That's exactly what we're striving for, you know, just a real, um, genuine, kind of just like a, basically like a little radio show, you know, just kind of bullshitting but talking about good relationship you know, topics and stuff like that.
0: Yes. And then we have an Instagram comment. So if you don't know, you can follow us on Instagram at Corazon Chronicles pod, or you can follow us on Twitter or X or whatever the hell Elon Musk is calling his platform nowadays (laughs) at Corazon pod. Yeah. So this comment was from Gracia Cruz RDZ, and it was in relation to a reel that I posted about how you can heal while you're in relationship. You Mm. don't need to be fully healed. Right. And so her comment was, I remember you sharing with us the text messages you sent after calling the relationship off and how you owned up to feeling scared because the whole thing felt off. You were sharing. Your sharing that made me confront my own issues with my wife and how I sometimes let them blame myself for everything and think that I don't deserve her love. Mm. Pure lies. Thank you for sharing your love journey as well.
1: That's awesome. I love that.
0: Yeah, it's so like it's really a mind fuck for me like how (laughs) incredible like sharing your story with other people can help them navigate their own stuff and that's honestly like why we started this whole platform yeah we just wanted to hear more conversations like the ones that we would have when we go out to dinner when we're talking to other couples it's just like where's the relatable like love advice from people who are just navigating things and nothing's perfect and Mm -hmm. you know you're just trying to grow in love together and so i'm i'm really excited that our conversations are having or inspiring other couples to have conversations
1: yeah i love it <clears throat> when we were uh in puerto rico we met up with uh a couple friends of ours right and really bianca's is is your is your girlfriend there yeah. and then i got to meet her boyfriend so they <clears throat> excuse me they live in puerto rico mm-hmm. and so and she is not puerto rican though right
0: no, she's actually Bolivian, but she's been living in Puerto Rico for like seven years. So wow. I told her she's <clears throat> Puerto Rican by adoption at this point.
1: Yeah, she definitely, I mean, either way, she's Latina, right? Mm-hmm. You know, gorgeous. And we met her her boyfriend. He's a good looking guy too, Chase. Uh, they just, uh, they actually met around the same time we met. And they just ended up moving in together and stuff like that. Uh, they're moving a little bit faster than we are. But, you know, I mean, we spent a lot of time together. So it's
0: like. <laughs> Well, and I think it's it's just a reminder that like your timeline as a couple is the only timeline that you need to be worried about. You know, I think there's a lot of external deadlines and timelines that can make us feel like, you know, things are not happening as quickly as they should or maybe they're happening too quickly. I think at the end of the day, like y'all need to be comfortable with the situation and you really don't need to be like overly obsessed with the external perception of your relationship. So move at your own pace.
1: Yeah. Whatever feels comfortable, you know, as long as it's mutual and, um, you know, I would also just be a little weary of making a, making a, a a fast move based on like money. Right. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, so I would just, feel like, you know, kind of keep that on the back burner because you don't want to end up end up ruining a good relationship because you move too fast because of some type of money issue or whatever, you know? So,
0: yeah, I think, uh, you know, I've been thinking about this too, as we're moving forward in our relationship. And I've been thinking about like, you know, when is the right time for us to start talking about moving in together? And I was looking up, you know, just like articles and blogs about like advice around this. And it's not really about the time. It's like how mature is your relationship? Mm -hmm. You know, like how committed are you both to a shared future together? Have you talked about like, what are those plans? Do we have some shared vision for the future? Mm -hmm. Have you talked about money? You know, who's going to be responsible for what, right? Are you capable of having healthy conflict? Because Lord knows you're going to be confronting some shit when you're in the same environment for an extended period of time. And I think a lot of people experience that during COVID when it's like, Oh shit. We're like, on top of each other 24-7 seven. the sake of you. And
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so um, it was more about like the maturity of the relationship should determine when you move in together versus, oh, we've been together a year or we've been together six months or whatever. And I found some data that was interesting. So the study that I looked at said 25% of couples move in by four months, mm. 50% move in by a year, and 70% move in by two years. Mm. So I was kind of surprised by 25% in four months.
1: Yeah, I mean, we know how some some people can be, right? Yeah. You know, some people can kind of bite off more than they can chew and commit themselves and I mean, you know, we're watching the the 90 Day Abroad, right? And <laughs> yeah. and this this poor girl, you know, she's just she has like these crazy attachment issues and stuff and she's like, you know, met this girl in UK, she lives here in America, met this girl in UK. They've been you know, dating, they saw each other like once and then she's going back out there to see her. And, and when she's out there, she's like, so my lease ends in like six weeks. And I was thinking about just moving out here with you. Mm-hmm. And the girl was like, totally caught off guard. Like, we literally been...
0: just met a week ago.
1: Well, <laughs> yeah, well they'd been together for like, they'd been talking in, or whatever for a couple of months, but yeah. it wasn't anywhere close to, you know, you got to watch out for people like that. And then, you know, that goes back to the love bombing thing that we, we had previously talked about in, in a, in a prior episode. So, um, <clears throat> I was gonna say something else about it, but oh well. I guess we'll save that for the, for the next time. <laughs> it <laughs> might come back. So
0: speaking of attachment issues. Ooh, sorry.
1: I think a year is is a good is a good um, time frame to like really consider moving in. Mm-hmm. You know, because that first year, you're you're gonna still want your space and you're gonna still want to have that safety net. You know, because anything can happen. And I, I it's, so it's like. If you move in with somebody four months into it, um, if you guys have some type of argument or you don't really know how this person lives or what their habits are like, you know, you're stuck in a situation, you know, you, you've you given up your your lease at a place and whatever. So just be very cautious of that. I think a year is a good time. But like Janice said, you know, it's everybody's relationship has its own timeline and I think, you know, obviously it's best to just go with that, you know, go with your intuition, go with your gut.
0: Yeah. I think the danger of doing it too early is the, maybe you're still in the honeymoon phase. And I don't know if I believe that the honeymoon phase is a thing. Honestly, I feel like it's kind of a cop out for people just not making as much effort as they did in the beginning of the relationship. Mm -hmm. Because for me, there shouldn't be a diminishing of feelings when you're together for an extended period of time like there should be growing right yeah. like i think there's a difference between falling in love and like growing in love
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah
0: and you know falling in love is obviously the thing that happens in the beginning but after a certain point the feelings should grow to be like more substantial and based on more than just physical attraction or chemistry it should be like you know you're you're your mindset changes. You know, you see yourself building a future together, you have like the shared vision for life and you operate from that place versus just like, oh my God, he's so hot or whatever.
1: Well then then I think that that the honeymoon moon phase is a thing. Okay. Because of exactly what you just said. You know, the the honeymoon phase ending is like when the the relationship is actually starting to take real traction and it's like, you so it's know, actually a good thing starting to saying. mature. Yeah. You know, and I think people could use it for like, we're not having sex as much or something like that, that that's fine. But there's, there's other things at play in that, you know, mm-hmm. you, you still gotta go out of your way to do things, you know, just because you guys are living together, spending a bunch mm-hmm. of time together, you know, it's okay to get into a, um, a cycle or whatever, but you know, you still gotta do certain things, mm-hmm. you know? We went to Puerto Rico, came back, you know, I go going back to my house, you know, and chill in there and stuff like that. And, you know, we get give each other like space a little bit, you know, not that it's, it's a bad thing, but it's just one of the, it's just nice to be able to, to kind of split that up. Mm-hmm. So, but today on my, on my way over here, you know, I got these flowers for Janice, you know, just a small little thing. I was talking about this in the podcast, maybe even the last one, but I was talking about um, people who have been in a in a relationship for a long time, you know, got to do little small things to to show that you're thinking about somebody even when you're not thinking about them. Mm. You know, like I said about the random flowers or you know, buying a six pack of of the right beer or whatever your, your your man is into or your partner. So, I think that that's huge, you know, as long as you're doing simple little things like that, you know, of course the honeymoon phase is is going to cycle out, but you know, that's what kind of makes it fun for, like, when we went to the Airbnbs and stuff like that in Puerto Rico, it, it makes it, it's, that's when it's fun. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, or, like, more fun. Does that make sense? You know, it's like, hey, we're in this new place, whatever, like, you know, things get a little hot and steamy, it's fun. <laughs> you know, but at the house, like, you know, you're in a cycle, you know, you're you're comfortable, you get, you're get you in your own space, you know, it's, you guys have your times that you usually, you know, hook up and stuff like that. It just is what it is, you mm-hmm. know, and, and so things might start to feel repetitive but just because it's repetitive doesn't mean it has to be stale and i think Mm. that i think that uh, that's like a huge thing to just really try to prevent it from from getting stale getting boring because that's when you're gonna have wandering eyes and you're gonna you know look for other things to like consume your mind you know Mm. that's what do they say the the idle idle hands are the devil's work or
0: devil's tools there you go Mm -hmm. so
1: i think that that applies to almost anything in life
0: so you know i think there's a lot of stories that we have heard and just you know in relationship movies and things like that where it's always seems like the man is the one that stops making the effort after a while sure why do you think that is and what do you think they should be doing to like prevent that is that something that a woman should be bringing to their attention or is that just something a man should be working on
1: Well, I think it's, I think it's nice for a guy to be pretty self-aware of it. You know, um, even I was thinking about it the other day, I was like, wow, it's been a while since, you know, I've done anything or like gotten flowers or whatever, you know? So that's why I was like, well, I need to, you know, keep that in check and like, make sure that I'm still doing that because I I do want to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like, Mm -hmm. oh man, I got to stop and get, you know, flowers or something. It's like, no, I want to do that stuff. I just have to be conscious about making it making it an actual thing instead mm-hmm. of just wanting it. You know, it's like I go back and forth with the working out thing, right? Like I, I love to do my push-ups and stuff when I'm doing them, but if I go a day or two without doing them, it's easy to go like a week without them, it, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's like, ah, tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. So uh, yeah, I think that the guy needs to be a little, a little self-aware. I think that's, that's healthy for anybody, but you know, if you're on the other side of that and you feel like your partner's kind of slacking a little bit and you want a little bit more, you gotta, you have to be comfortable with your, your partner to be able to express that. Mm-hmm. Don't come sideways and be like, you stop doing this and stop doing that. Just be like, you know, it's been a while since you did this. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was thinking that maybe, you know, it'd be cool if we like did that again or whatever. So yeah. I think that you should definitely tell somebody because it's your life, you know, and that's that's how you're being treated. So you you should always keep your partner in check with that stuff because that's what's going to keep the the whole thing going.
0: Yeah, and I think it's important to to not let those things kind of bottle up, you know, if you're the type of person that just like let's shit slide, but not really, because you're keeping a mental note of stuff, mm-hmm. eventually you're just going to blow up, and then the conversation's not going to be productive right. either way, so I think one of the things that I'm grateful for in our relationship is that you definitely <laughs> encourage me to not be that person, because I default to just bottling shit up, and then yeah. you know, it, something stupid happens, and then I like overreact because i actually been holding on to other shit. And, you know, part of that, I think, is definitely a coping mechanism from when I was a kid, Mm. when my parents would, or specifically, like, my mom, she would have really, like, emotional reactions to things, and I felt like I just need to kind of squash it down to keep the peace. And so that's how I deal with conflict, not that it's healthy, but when I see a, a lot of reaction to emotions, it freaks me out, and I, like... Mm -hmm. I get into kind of like a panic mode, like, oh, my God, what can I do to, like, diffuse this? Right. Um, And then it sometimes just forces me or causes me to not talk about my feelings because I then start thinking, well, if I talk about my feelings, there's going to be a reaction. And I'm scared of the reaction, so let me just not.
1: Yeah, the confrontation thing can be a little sticky, you know? That's why um, that's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> our our I, dog is staring at us from I, the window yeah I, I, wait i need to take video
0: of this so we can put it in the youtube video I,
1: I don't uh you guys are gonna see this but real quick but that's that's my boxer riley and that's she, hilarious she likes to go frolicking in the backyard <laughs> she's uh the supervisor today um where are we at was gonna,
0: so we're talking okay. about conflict
1: oh yeah the conflict yeah 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 i mean it's the the bottling up thing is is uh it's tough. It's toxic. You know, that's the stuff that uh, gives you cancer and Mm. stuff like that. You know, I mean, it's kind of joking, but at the same time, it is it is a real thing. People who have a lot of negative energy, a lot of uh, inflammation, not just of the body, but inflammation of your feelings, you know, and when your heart rate's always higher and stuff like that, you know, you're just going to end up getting sick all the time and so on and so forth. So the confrontation thing is, is you got to be you got to be comfortable with your partner and if you're not then there's there's something that needs to be done about that mm-hmm. you know someone needs to take accountability someone needs to step up and someone needs to talk about that and be like look i i'm in a relationship with you i i feel like i should be able to talk about this like you know
0: yeah And if you can't, you need to contact our sponsor, BetterHelp, because sometimes you need a third party in order to help you navigate these conversations, especially if you did not learn how to have healthy conflict as a kid, which most of us did not. Um, So if you want the support of a therapist, they can help you find a couple's therapist. And if you use our code, Corazon, you can get 10% off your first month. So just visit BetterHelp.com slash Corazon and get some therapy y'all because we need it.
1: Get that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean honestly it would be cool for us to do like a couples therapy type of deal with uh with people out there eventually down the road would be cool, you know? I mean yeah. I would uh to hear different people's stories and stuff like that would be super sick. I was actually thinking about having Bianca and Chase mm. um do like they can tune they can tune in with the uh with the Zoom. Yeah. And we can get their little love story and stuff like that. So Bianca if you're listening
0: Hit us up. Hit us up, girl. Yeah, we're going to start bringing on couples on the show because, you know, there's just so many different ways to have relationships. And yeah. I think the important thing is to have all those different perspectives so you don't start comparing, you know, your relationship in a in a negative way. Because when you realize, like, everybody's doing this different and there's actually no right way to do this, mm-hmm. I think it makes you feel better about, you know, if, if – you know, you have a different way to relate than maybe you grew up thinking that it was okay.
1: Yeah, and I, I, I've got a, a couple of friends that have just gotten gotten into relationships. Mm, um, to that. Yeah, so I would I'm gonna kind of drop the drop the the idea with them and see if if they'd be willing to come on and at least my friends can come on and talk about it because I know that they would be down and I have my one friend who's like hell bent on the single life, <laughs> so I, I'd like to you know he's like. Fuck a relationship, you know, he's like, <laughs> I don't even care. I'm out here, it's a numbers game. You know, he's putting the riz on everybody and I mean but I don't think he's that I don't know if his if his batting average is good right now, but <laughs> I would like to have him on and hear what he's gotta what he's gotta say on his Andrew Tate vibe.
0: Oh God, y'all. We pray for those people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's great. <laughs>
0: okay. So I want to get kind of vulnerable and real because when we got back from PR, obviously you mentioned that we took, you know, a couple days mm-hmm. to just go back to equilibrium, right? Because we don't live together. So, but we do spend a lot of time together. Yeah. And even before the trip, I mean, I think, I think we spent like collectively like two and a half weeks or almost three weeks together between you yeah. staying here me staying at your house and then us going to Puerto Rico and so yeah, when it was we a got long back stretch I guess yeah I think it might be one of the longest stretches that we've spent together consecutively mm-hmm. and so when we got home you said what
1: <laughs> I'm going back to my house yeah <laughs> <laughs> no I was I, I was we were talking about a little bit in Puerto Rico but I was like you know I'm gonna let you decompress and you know take some time or whatever you know and, Cause and we had fun, time.
0: but the trip was like exhausting. We didn't get a lot of sleep because I think the change of environment affects, you know, when you're not sleeping in your same bed and then the <laughs> facilities that you're staying in are different. Yeah. Um, and then we did a lot of driving and like, mentally exhausting driving through the mountains. Yeah, those
1: Puerto Rican mountain roads are (laughs) crazy. You know, it's way different than what I was used to from North Carolina. I mean, they're like actual U-turns and like real snake-like crazy, you know, one lane, but people are back and forth on it. It's wild.
0: Yeah. So travel, while it's fun, it definitely is like exhausting. Mm -hmm. And I think when you're exhausted for an extended period of time, uh, sometimes you're – like bandwidth for stuff just gets shorter. You yeah, know? your
1: patience is thinner. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. You yeah, know? yeah. And so, um, yeah, I was like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm gonna go back to my house for a few days and stuff like that. And then, you know, I was even thinking for like a week or so, you know. But let's go ahead and and see how you're. I, you know, you you seemed like you were pretty cool with it. And then, you know, then we got home, and then I, I stayed here that night because we landed at like one in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then I I stayed here, slept for a few hours, and got up and 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 went to go pick up Riley and stuff. So, yeah. how, how did you? What was going through your head? What was what was happening on your side?
0: So I definitely started feeling separation anxiety. Yeah, and um. I, I'm fully aware of like my attachment style. And we've talked about this in previous episodes where I'm an anxiously attached person. Yeah. So I have like, you know, fear of abandonment issues. I have I like being with my person, you know, like when I feel distance, I start freaking out when I feel a change of like energy and mood. I'm like, do you still love me? Yeah, yeah. Like I get very Lots needy of- and emotional and shit. And so I think the fact that we were going to be separated for two days (laughs) literally sent me into a fucking spiral. Like I was legit having like anxiety attacks about it. I was like, oh my God, he's gone. He's going to forget about me you know, he's going to fall out of love with me. He doesn't want to be around me anymore because obviously I'm so fucking annoying (laughs) and who would ever want to be with me? And I'm not good enough. And I just like literally going down a fucking spiral toxic. Yeah. And (laughs) I, I hate it. Like I hate that my brain defaults to that. And I've had to do just a lot of confronting of, you know where that shit comes from and i think it really does come from just feelings of unworthiness that i've had even as a kid i'm just not feeling like good enough obviously i'm divorced and so right you know when you get when you lose a partnership like that it starts making you question yourself and mm-hmm. as much as i can say i did a lot of work around healing from that shit still comes up and yeah. so the you physically leaving my environment and just not being there definitely made me start feeling serious abandonment issues, and it sucks.
1: I saw a, uh, I saw a short the other day. I think it might have been last night or the night before, but either way, it was this. It was this uh, this dude, and you know, he's like filming cup, couples content, but he's like, you know, when you spend you know seven or eight days with your you know with your girlfriend. And then you tell her that you're going to go out with the boys for like two hours. And she was like bawling and (laughs) shit. She wouldn't, she was like blocking the door. She's like, don't go. And he's like, I've been with you for seven days. He's like, and then I'm going to go out with the boys for a couple hours. I'll be back. And she's like, (laughs) it was so funny. It's what I thought about you when I saw that. Yeah. Great.
0: Well, you were very
1: emotional when I left, you know, I I just kind of let you kind of handle that, you know, and. I knew there wasn't anything I was going to be able to do about it, you know. So, um, but how do you feel now? Is it better or worse? Or? I mean,
0: I think it's it's in progress.
1: You're like, what did I do wrong? What am I doing wrong? And I was like, it's nothing I'm like that. i literally
0: going to start crying right now. <laughs> you okay. just need to fucking... <laughs> oh, y'all, just FYI, I am also... It's that time of the month, so ah, I'm yes. extra emotional as it is. <laughs> but I guess it just made me question, like... Is he still going to want to be around? Did I do something wrong? You know, it's just a lot of... It makes you start questioning everything when somebody wants to take space. And I think it's just important to remember, like, it actually is very healthy to take space from each other because you're individuals, right? You have separate lives. You have hobbies, friends, things that also need to not just become completely irrelevant when you're in a relationship. Right. And I think a lot of the times, you, you know, that can happen, especially in the beginning of a relationship where it's just, like, y'all become each other's mm-hmm. sun and moon. Mm-hmm. And then um, when the routine that you're used to changes, it can send people who are like me into panic mode. Yeah. That, like, the relationship is going to shit and it's over and it was nice while it lasted, like, honestly <laughs> –
1: yeah, yeah, my boy Rich, he's like, he's the one who him and Ryan are both in new relationships. Ryan's a lot better about dealing, like handling it. Like he he still hits me up. He still like wants to go to the beach and stuff like that. But Rich is like ghost. You know, I mean, I'll, I'll text him. Like we'll we'll text, but it might be two or three days before a response, before he even reads it because he has the the red receipts on with me. So I'll go and check on it you know, maybe two days later to see that it's still just on delivered. So, but when he checks in, he's like, Hey, I miss you too, brother. Like, you know, this, this girl's straight, you know, it's whatever. We're just spending so much time together and stuff. So I get it, you know, and, and that's, it's nice to have friends and people around you that have been through it and know what you're going through and be like, that's fine. I'll see you in three months. Like, it's cool <laughs> yes. for real. Like that's how it is. You know I mean? You're out here, Fucking like rabbits and spending time together, like it is what it is. Like <laughs> I, I'm not gonna sit over here and be like, oh, you know, my my friend has forgot about me because he's got this chick. Like, no, I mean, I got my own, so it is what it is. <laughs> I kind of put these boys on, you know. Yeah, what I mean? they Once, were
0: inspired, I think, by you in many ways to cultivate something healthy and.
1: Yeah, yeah. exactly. And one of them actually got a Latina, which is nice.
0: Hey, she, shout out to the Latina, uh,
1: uh, Cuban girl, Cubana. <laughs>
0: Okay, so I'm curious, you know, as the partner to somebody who's anxiously attached, yeah, how does it make you feel to know this? And, like, how can you not help me? Because, obviously, I know it's my responsibility to, like, navigate through this, these emotions. You know, it's not your partner's job to fix your shit. Um, but what do you think you can do to, like, be supportive? Or just giving advice to folks who maybe, like, you do have the anxious partner?
1: Well, listen, I honestly... I've been, I've been on this red pill Andrew Tate thing, and I've, I've got you right where I want you. I've got you emotionally attached to me, Oh god! Uh, and next thing you know, I'm going to be walking you around the house on a leash.
0: Uh, I'm dead.
1: Yeah, that was toxic. That no,
0: was fucking terrible. But
1: anyways, so in all seriousness, it's, it's one of those things that I try to give you comfort with, but at the same time there's like a tough love aspect to it where I'm just going to let you deal with it. You know, like when I was leaving and you were, you had tears in your eyes, you were crying and stuff and I wiped your tears a little bit and I was like, all right, I'm just going to go, you know, like it's, I'm going to go regardless. So like, I'm not going to like sit around and, you know, help you or whatever, which might sound fucked up, but, but in this type of situation, the way that this is, it is something that you have to overcome Mm -hmm. and it is something you have to kind of deal with. So, you know, it's, it's, it's just one of those things, you know, you just have to let the person kind of deal with it while doing what you do to comfort them and stuff, you know? Um, you know, uh, I don't like go ghost, right. When I go to my house or anything, it's, we share location and all of that stuff. So I, I have like comfortable, I have like comfortability in the fact that I'm just going to let you deal with it. You okay. know, I don't know what that looks like. Like when you close the door and I'm on, on the road to my house, I don't know if you're in here like sobbing and breaking down. I I don't know what's happening, but I just, you know, it is one of those things that you do have to kind of face head on by yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not really anything that I can do outside of what I'm doing now. You know, it is just one of those things. And I think it'll get better with time, you know, especially with the way that I deal with it, you know, and kind of letting you deal with it. I, I think that in time, You'll get better. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we just hit the six-month anniversary for us being like actually together, like official. Yeah. So we we hit our six-month in Puerto Rico, which was an awesome – that was an awesome time. We did like a photo shoot and everything um it was sick i don't think that the photo shoot was for the sixth month though it was just a, like a couple's thing we were doing or was that something you yeah. planned for the sixth month
0: it was on our six month anniversary mm-hmm.
1: date so. she is the cheesiest
0: <laughs> <laughs> we gotta capture the memories y'all and we're gonna share some of those photos
1: yeah i love it i think that she gets that from from her dad because yes. her dad is like the home video guy apparently he's so he's the
0: family documentarian yeah.
1: For sure. I, I hope he was liking the vlogs because oh
0: yeah, he was loving it. Yeah,
1: he He's was very impressed. Shout out to, <laughs> k- shout out to you, sir. Yeah, yeah. It uh, it is cool because it is like home video style. You know, it's like bringing you along with us, and then you know, at the end of the day, we get to watch those videos two, three, 10 years from now, you know, as long as YouTube is a thing, which it will be, there's videos on here of like, you know, 15 years ago or something when they first started. So anyways, it's nice to have like that, that backlog of special times and stuff like that. I don't think it would be a daily vlog thing that we would do every day just because like our life isn't that exciting and we do like our privacy a little bit. So it's one of those things as well too.
0: Yes. So I think it's probably helpful for anybody who might think that they have, like, separation anxiety. Let's talk a little bit about what the symptoms look like. Maybe you don't even realize you have this, and you just think, like, oh, I'm just a psycho.
1: Yeah, and there's no gaslighting going on with this whole, with whatever she has going on. Excuse me, that's just something that she brought into the relationship of, you know, like she said, from her childhood and her past experiences and stuff. So I'm not over here, like... Oh, you're 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 freaking out for no reason. Um, you know why are you doing that? Stuff like that. I I, I don't do any of that, you know. I, but I do let you deal with it on your own. But I don't try to like dumb it down and be like, oh, you're doing too much. You know, like mm-hmm. why are you doing this? You know what I mean? I, I will ask you to stop crying, but like I also know that doesn't really help too much. So I'll be like, stop crying.
0: No, you just kind of. Help- Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So, for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. I mean, I'm like, I I'm need you to
1: cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, I'll give you your time. You got ten minutes.
0: Okay, so some of the (laughs) symptoms of separation anxiety are unfounded fears that loved ones or yourself will be abducted or fatally injured, which that is not what goes through my head. But there are some people that, you know, I think of parents who are freaking the fuck out because their kid just got their license and now they're out on the road and it's like, you know, if your mom's, like, not sleeping because she swears you're going to end up driving off of a cliff, um, that's probably, your mom probably has separation anxiety. Yeah, right?
1: my, my dog definitely has that first symptom. She does. She's like, oh, my God, you're leaving? <laughs> Dad, you're going to get killed out there. Yes. Unless I'm with you, then you're going to be.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so also extreme or persistent refusal to leave the proximity of loved ones. So just like, no, you can't leave. Like, you know, you're, that's that cartoon where like you're grabbing onto their ankles as they like walk out the it's door.
1: Like toddler shit.
0: Yeah. Difficulty sleeping away from a loved one for fear that something will happen to them.
1: Oh, geez.
0: Or depression and anxiety attacks related to any of the above topics. So basically you can also have like physical symptoms, right? You can have elevated heart rate, headaches. Right. Um, all types of shit, palpitations. And in order to be diagnosed with separation anxiety disorder, you have to be basically like impaired from your daily activities. So you're like so stressed out about being away from your person that you can't focus on work or school. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of withdraw socially. Um, it just affects your day-to-day quality of life. Now I'm definitely not in that place. Thank God, just because I have enough kind of self-help, tools in my tool belt to have conversations with myself and be like, girl, um, you have no evidence to support this idea that like this man is abandoning you because he's in his house for two days. Right. Right. Like you're still talking to each other. He randomly sends you videos. Um, whenever you call him, he picks up the phone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You showed up here nice bright and early in the morning. I didn't even know you were coming until I looked at your location and I'm like, why is he like by my house? (laughs) And so, um, it's just if you find yourself completely overwhelmed with the idea of just being away from your person, there's things that you can obviously do. And I think the most important thing is to resume the activities that you did when you were by yourself right so that self-care take the time to be alone i went and got my nails done i went and got my feet done i went and took care of errands i was meal prepping at home i was cleaning i just found things that i knew i needed to do that were going to keep me busy and you know putting the phone down too is like super important when I need to focus. I'm just like, this shit's going in the room. I'm going to go work on my stuff. I'm not going to be worried about if he's texting me or whatever. Right. And I think you just have to be like really proactive about getting back to yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, call up your friends that you haven't talked to in a while, make a plan to go to lunch with somebody, Right. go outside, go take your dogs for a walk, whatever. You just have to not make your entire existence revolve around this person right because it's just not healthy
1: yeah it's it's so true and i think we were talking it must have been maybe sunday or monday but either way i i i was like you know go 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 get your stuff done like go get go get your nails done hang out with your dog you know bond you know Mm -hmm catch up with her and stuff like that because that's what I was doing at the house too you know I was being away from your dogs or is, it's like it really is kind of like a kid thing mm-hmm. you know I, I did miss my dog a lot so I was excited to go pick her up and like spend time with her and stuff like that and I knew that you wanted that and needed that and then you know you're a female so the nails thing the you know whatever um and then you know I know that you're you're big about the gym and stuff too so I, I know that that, you know, you had to take a break from that. So I was like, go do your thing, you know, and Zumba class or something like that, you know, check in with like single Janice, mm-hmm. you know, because it, it really is, you have to maintain that relationship with yourself no matter what's going on. You, you have to be able to set, you know, step back, separate yourself from what's going on from other people. That way you're, you're staying in tune and in check with yourself mm-hmm. because if you're not and you're just so pacified, and consumed with everybody else all the time. I, I've seen this with some some moms out there that have like five kids and they're they're just their life is living for other people. Yeah, completely we,
0: disconnected from themselves.
1: Disconnected from themselves, you know, and it's like that's
0: And that can happen with a partner too. You can like literally just have them being the center of your fucking universe. And then when you end up in a situation like me where you break up and you're like, I don't even fucking know who I am anymore.
1: Right, exactly.
0: It's crazy.
1: Yeah. So I, I do think it's healthy, you know, and, and I think anybody would agree with that. What about your parents? Do they um, do they have friends outside of the house? Do they have their own hobbies? I know your mom does the Zumba and stuff, yeah. so she does get to go, you know, fuck off and, and have her time with her girls and stuff like that, which is cool. Do, does she do anything else? Is she doing brunch dates or... <gasps> Is your dad like? Is he got like a buddy he can go smoke cigars with? Or? So
0: my parents, it's funny. I've watched their relationship evolve, and obviously they came to um, the United States with nobody other than each other, right? right. And so. They, for many years, it was like just family was the community, right? We'd get together with aunts, uncles, whatever. But I think as time has gone on, that has kind of dissipated as, you know, the cousins get older and everybody has their own lives.
1: Yeah, everybody moves on, right? Right, and
0: so those get-togethers are not as consistent. So I have watched them develop new, you know... Hobbies and things like that. So, like you mentioned, my mom is super into Zumba. Mm-hmm. And so she goes to events, she hangs out with Zumba people. That's like her thing. And my dad is a golfer. So, whenever oh, that's right. yeah, he even... needs to get his time off, he spends even... every Saturday morning from like March to November playing golf. Like my mom already knows. Saturdays are for Confe. He is going to go and do his (laughs) golf, and he'll be gone for at least, like, seven hours. Let's go. And so she used to get, like, very annoyed with it because she was just under this perception, I think, especially, like, that generation, you know, you don't go out without your man. It's like, Uh, uh, especially uh. as Latina women, that's just culturally kind of taboo.
1: Is he golfing with buddies, or is he out there solo?
0: No, so he golfs with um, one of his brother-in-laws, my uncle, and um he used to i mean sometimes he just goes and they match him up with like random people who are at the course too you know oh, they'll sure. just put you in a group so I didn't he's even always that. meeting like new
1: people damn i didn't even know that's how it was i thought like if you went and got a tea time like i thought that was for you i didn't know you could just go and be like hey I, if you guys got somebody on the schedule i'll mm-hmm. go golf with them you know
0: yeah they'll they'll match you up with strangers so he's mm-hmm. always you know having his his quality time. And so my mom, you know, she used to get butthurt about it, but now she's realized, you know, I also do need to just enjoy my alone times, yeah. especially if, as a mom and as a grandma and as like, you know, a full-time employee, like having that time alone, she used to see it as a negative thing for many years. And I think watching me like travel solo and like do my own thing and, you know, drive across the country and just like always do random shit it inspired her to start taking advantage of her solo time. So now she'll go to get her nails done. She will go out to eat by herself. And it's, I'm, I'm happy to see that because you know, that shows that you can teach an older dog, new tricks just because (laughs) you were in a relationship where maybe that was not the norm. Doesn't mean that you can not now create this new normal where you're carving out time for each other and time for yourselves.
1: Right. Yeah. When my dad was here, I was, I was, Talking to him a little bit, you know, now that my sister's out of the house, you know, off at college and stuff, and, and him and, and his wife, they work together and everything. Oh, just like, what are you guys doing, you know? Is she, does she do something? I mean, is she making soap? Like, what's, I don't know, people <laughs> have, soap. well, you know, I'm like, I'm going to make soap and go to the farmer's markets. Like, at least it's something, yeah. you know? Like, go do something, please, you know? I mean, the house can only get so clean. Mm. Um, but he said that they've got some couples, friends, um, that were, you know, parents of, of other kids that, you know, other girls with my sister from traveling basketball and all that stuff. So they, you know, they, they have their boat and they go out to the lake and, and they just got that little lake property or whatever. And so they have like, they do the North Carolina thing, you know, go out to the lake, spend the weekend out there with another couple of theirs, you know, another couple friend. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I know that they have that, but as far as like, guy time and stuff I mean my dad has like the whole downstairs garage is just all a man's land I yeah. mean he's got the ship lap in there the big ass tv the workout stuff you know motorcycles whatever but it's like I don't know how many people are coming over there but you know who knows mm-hmm. I, I don't know I, I guess like they are each other's best friend too so but I feel like I would still want to, like, once or twice a year even be like, dude, I'm fucking going to, you know, go out with some, some of my guy friends. Like, it's fun to go out there and shoot the shit, you mm-hmm. know, and talk about women and stuff. Like, it's nice to have that locker room vibe. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it doesn't have to be all derogatory and stuff. But yeah. it is fun to go shoot the shit with the guys. Mm-hmm. Like, it's nice to, like, go bullshit. You well, know what well, I mean? It's us like,
0: girls talk shit, too, at the brunch. Hell yeah. So yeah, it, it is what it is.
1: is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you owe me a soda now. <laughs> All right.
0: Um, so yeah, so I guess I just want to kind of wrap this up by saying, you know, it's okay to feel the feelings, um, to, but I think it's important to just be aware of like where they're coming from. You know, sure. don't just, don't put it on your partner to fix your issues. Um, yeah. Because they more than likely are not responsible for them. Your shit comes from stuff that's happened to you in the past. Yeah. And if you don't address it, it's just going to keep being a recurring issue. So,
1: mm-hmm. And, and – oh, go ahead, Ethan. Yeah, no. Oh, all right. So and then also from the other person's perspective, like my shoes, right? Um, like I said, you know, I kind of like let her deal with it. But I, there's, there's no gaslighting. There's no – um, belittling of like why she's feeling that way and stuff because it's all valid, right? From what she just got done saying, it's you don't want to tell somebody you're feeling this for no reason, even though you know and she knows or they know that you haven't done anything to cause that. That doesn't mean you need to like jump into defensive mode and be like, "Well, what you're feeling is 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 stupid." Yeah, there's no point that you're feeling that way and like since you're feeling that way, it's going to make me feel weird now. Like that's all gaslighting and that's toxic as fuck, right? And that's that's going to make somebody shut down and and not want to have that conversation and have that open communication and that's where the bottling up happens and next thing you know, you guys are, you know, breaking up. So yeah. um yeah that's my advice for that and I like what you had to say about that too I think I mean how do you feel with how I handled it and how I'm sure like you probably I know it was probably new for you right but how did it make you feel when I was just like you know I love you I'm gonna take off and I'll let you know when I get there kind of thing yeah did I did you feel like I was like not like abandoning why you're, you know what you were feeling but what did you what was going through your head
0: no i mean i think it was just a display of your boundaries you know and i think it's healthy to have boundaries in a relationship where it's like i say i do what i'm say i'm going to do And like, I'm not going to be responsible for fixing your shit because when you do put that responsibility on yourself, congratulations, you're now what's called codependent Mm. where you think like it's your job to manage and mitigate your partner's emotions. You want to parentify them. You want to like just handle shit and fix them and help them in ways that are just not going to be productive. And so I'm glad that you don't do that to me because if you did, then it would probably make my behavior worse. Yeah. Because and then it would just be like, well, it's your job to fix this and I'm abandoned. So now you have to spend all your time here and you know, that's just not mature.
1: Right. And also for the people that are on the other side of it in my shoes, right? Don't it's I know it's I know it's real easy when you see your partner crying and breaking down and very emotional and upset, especially when when it's easily fixable by just staying. Right. When, when you're like, wow, damn, you know, I don't want her to feel this way. Well, fuck it. I, I, I'll stay. You know what I mean? Or, you know, why don't you come with me and, and come stay at my house then, you know, that way you're still with me. You know, don't don't do that because, you know, like she said, it's a boundary thing. And and
0: you're actually reinforcing bad habits when you let them manipulate you. And I don't think you know, I don't cry to manipulate you. No, no, I cry because I'm just a fucking crier. Like (laughs) I cry at Disney movies, okay? Like I cry at sad videos on Instagram of puppies. So that's my default reaction to everything. And I think you know that by now. Yeah. That just because I'm crying doesn't mean that I need you to like fix things. It's just my body working through. Issues Mm -hmm. and emotions.
1: Your friend cries a lot too, right? We were just talking Mm -hmm. about that the other day. Yeah. Like like every day there's something that happens and it's okay. People are emotional. That's not really a bad thing. Yeah.
0: You just have to know why you're crying. Like, are (laughs) you crying because the person is actually doing something to you or are you crying because you're processing your emotions and it's okay? Yeah. Um, And I've actually had to get okay with crying because as a kid, like that was not a thing. So I think I cry for little Janice and all the tears that I couldn't cry back then.
1: And shout out to Mama Marga and Papa Kunfei. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, uh, I I know they get brought up a lot, but, you know, it's, uh, I guess she's just talking about experiences and stuff. It's not really a, not really a a bashing thing. You know,
0: my experience is my experience, you know, and everybody has their experience with their parents and their childhood and how they grew up. And it's not something to be ashamed of. It's something to just be aware of because it is affecting you. It is going to affect your relationships. And if you don't do work to heal through whatever it is that you went through as a kid, um, it's just going to keep showing up. And so it's not about judging your parents for what they didn't do or, how they were. You just kind of have to get to a place where you understand that your parents did the best that they could with the tools and the, you know, um, personalities that they had.
1: I think it would be cool to have your your parents um, do an episode with us, you know, yeah. v- via Zoom. I know your mom would be down with it. Um, I haven't met your dad in the flesh yet, so I don't know how he would feel about it. You know, just like as a man, you know, you're going to, you haven't really shook hands with the guy that's like dating your daughter now, and then like now you're just gonna like go on this podcast mm-hmm. and you know get into your entire backstory and your love story with your wife, like it, they'll it, love it. Well, it's it's a vulnerable <laughs> thing, yeah, so yeah. I, I could understand where it's like if we, you know, if 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 we need to meet first before that happens, mm-hmm. I, I definitely can understand that because I think maybe I would feel like that a little bit. Mm. I think I would be a little bit like. I'm going to get all personal and vulnerable with you and, and talk to you about m- me and my wife. We've mm-hmm. been together for this, you know, all this time and stuff like that. Like, you don't just let anybody in on that. You know what I mean? That's like a secret, sacred, like, storyline. Yeah. So it is something that obviously they probably want to share because they're proud of their relationship. But I, I could understand if, if it's going to take a little bit of time, too, because I probably would yeah. be on that tip. So, Well,
0: when that happens, we will definitely let you know. Let's go. <laughs> Well, I just want to say thank you for being who you are in our relationship, and um, I literally feel like I've just been able to do so much work on my emotions and how I react and stuff just because I feel like I have a partner that is emotionally intelligent and who creates an environment where I'm not afraid to cry and tell you how I'm feeling, and I'm grateful for it.
1: Well, you're welcome, baby. Of course. Of course. I love you too. And another thing that she thanks me for is is having patience. She's mm. like she's like, thank you so much, you know, for having patience with me and stuff. So that's a huge thing for people out there. Um, I know, it, like I said, it's it's easy to get defensive and want to have to like feel like you need to say your piece. But actions always speak louder than words, and patience does go a long way. It, it really is a, a virtue, you know, because had I've been less patient and more emotional and whatever those times that i did get you know feel frustrated or anything like that or i felt like attacked or i felt like i needed to be defensive i could have like went a different route with it you know and um and that just makes the whole situation toxic because honestly everything works out in the end like if i just chill and just kind of like let things iron themselves out or whatever the case is and just kind of like you know bump the boat back into place a little bit as we go it it all works out like Mm -hmm. it's you know so it's like if you're gonna you're gonna get to that point anyways what's the point of like freaking out and getting defensive and getting upset and starting arguments and stuff when you're just gonna come back around and end up apologizing about it or whatever you know it's just kind of like a a waste of energy and it's negative energy too like why even have that you know it's better to just chill and you know i don't know
0: yeah No, I mean, I think that that's.
1: Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany, and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent. To see how you can work, live, and move to the UK, head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series We Were the Lucky Ones with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.
0: It says everything that needs to be said about it. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Everybody just needs to smoke weed. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Everybody just needs to just Take a minute and just smoke about it. <laughs> no, that's definitely not the answer. But it is nice to have have some patience with your partner. Have yeah. patience with yourself. I think mm. that's I think that's really where it comes from, right? I'm pretty patient with myself. Maybe too patient. <laughs> like I, I'm just like, yeah, you know, whatever.
0: It'll work itself out. It always does.
1: I mean, eventually. So yeah. It's but you know. Anyways. I love that. And I'm glad
0: we can have these conversations. And I hope that this sparks you to have a conversation with your partner about maybe something that you've been navigating emotionally that you're just like, oh, I'm feeling this way. Yeah. What should we do
1: about it? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with talking about it. And there's nothing wrong with crying together and getting, you know, because all that is just going to make you guys grow stronger and grow closer. You know, yeah. and and like if you claim that that person's your best friend, then why aren't you guys talking about everything? Um, That's crazy. Uh-huh. If you can, you know, with my guy friends or whatever, I mean, I probably wouldn't talk about everything, but I have confidence in the fact that if I really needed to vent or, you know, man, I need someone to go out and get a drink with me or something, somebody would, somebody would pull up, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. So before we hop into the infamous, am I the asshole Reddit thread? I have a personal Am I the Asshole story (laughs) that I want to navigate through with you. Oh, shit. Okay. So I logged into my personal Instagram yesterday, which I hardly ever do just because I am a full-time content creator, in case you didn't know. And so I spend enough time on social media to then be, like, bullshitting for personal reasons on social. So I go on my Instagram once in a while just to check in on life. And I see a DM from... One of my ex's groomsmen. Oh. And he's like, Hi, how you been?
1: I think you actually told me this. No,
0: no, no. It literally just happened. So ah. you have not heard the story. Hmm. Hi, how have you been? So I'm thinking about getting into the content creation thing. And I'm wondering if I can have your number because hey. I know you're killing it out there. And I'd love to get some advice.
1: Damn. And shit just got real, folks. Okay.
0: So I'm sitting there and I'm like, is he for real? Like, you're connected to somebody who is a piece of shit person that I have no interest in keeping in my life. And I'm sorry, but as a result of your connection with that, I don't want a connection with you either. Yeah. And the fact that you have the audacity to ask me to do free labor for you, I was mind blown by that. So I responded
1: Should have just sent him the link to your workbook.
0: So I said, hi, I do do paid consults. Here's the link if you'd like to book it for (laughs) $2,000. Holy shit.
1: And he booked it. No, he didn't wow, book I was say, it. <laughs> hey, let's go. Because he
0: thought he, <laughs> uh, that he was just going to get me on the phone and be like, yeah, we're just going to chop it up. Oh, hey, congrats on your divorce. Mm. You know, like, I'm so glad you're, you know, like, what What the fuck are we going to talk about? Ruby? Let's
1: get a dream. What
0: are we fucking talking about here? Mm. And so that, that was my response. I saw that he saw it. And then he's like, oh, how your parents been? Uh, I hope they're well. Tell your mom I said hi. Right, right, right. And right. I was like, I will. They're great. Thanks. Mm. And that was the end of that conversation. Damn. So was my reaction appropriate or not? Am I the asshole?
1: No, nah, I don't think so. I think that was navigated pretty well. You know, <laughs> I think that like most people would have just left them unread or whatever, but I mean, it was it was a nice response because you never know the guy might have put his fucking credit card in there and he would have got the two. He still might. So, and <laughs> I mean, and honestly, if you need to talk about her parents and shit, bro, pay the two grand. Like, go ahead. <laughs> like hit us with that. That'd be great. You know what I mean? So, but I mean, I don't know. You, I guess he shot his shot. You know. I mean, who knows? It does feel like since he asked about your parents after you sent that, it did feel like he was fishing for. Something, Mm -hmm. you know, does he live local here?
0: No, he's still back up in New Jersey. So, so.
1: yeah, who knows what he's got going on? I mean, but to come back with, like, the whole house of parents thing and stuff like that, it does feel like there might have been an agenda there, but Mm. who knows? Yeah. But I don't think you're the asshole, though.
0: Okay. I'm I'm glad. And it wasn't you know, like
1: snarky or rude or anything.
0: So. No. I I'm just like I'm very big on not asking people to perform free labor because I know that my time has value. Yeah. And just because you admire what somebody else is doing and you want to find out more about it doesn't mean that you shouldn't pay them for their time. Right. You know, like this idea of let me just pick your brain. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't vibe with that energy because it took me a lot of time and energy to learn all the things that I learned. Yeah. And I just think it's a matter of respect, right? Like when you want to consult with an attorney, they're going to charge you a $100 for that consult because even if you don't book them, their fucking time and knowledge is worth something.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. And so I
0: think it's important to just like respect people's expertise, their professional careers. If you want to mentor or you want to be mentored by somebody, don't come out of nowhere. Like work on establishing a relationship.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I. That reminds me back when I had my business and I was doing the roof cleaning and, and the the ceiling and all that stuff. Um, um I I had a, a local guy, you know, hit me up um, through my YouTube channel at the time, and he's like, "Hey, I'm local. You know, I don't know how you feel about this because we're competitors in the same market, but you know, I'm I'm more towards like doing house washes and stuff, whatever." And he's like, "I would." I would love to, you know, like you said, pick your brain about it and kind of hear a little more about the roof cleaning to see if that's something I want to add. And so I was like, yeah, you know, because there's a lot of there was a lot of content on the channel, um, but he wanted to meet up. So what what he did was he was like, I get people I get quotes all the time. I give quotes for roof cleaning. People want, this, want the stuff done. I don't have the equipment you do. He's like, so in exchange for your time, you know, and you teaching me, he was like, I would like to come. I would like to come on the uh, on the job I, you know i would give you the give you the, the job. And then I would like to be there on the job with you and kind of see how it goes and like stuff. An
0: apprenticeship.
1: Yeah. And it was cool because, I mean, my jobs were like minimum five hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. So not only did I, I did like four jobs for the guy. And, you know, at the end of the at the end of the deal, he didn't feel comfortable getting up on the ladder. But we ended up keeping a symbiotic relationship and he would give me roof accounts in exchange. I would give him like 50 bucks yeah. and then off of each one it was like a lead thing. And then because they were like done deal, he okay. would he would get the contact. He would ask me. He would send me the address. He'd be like, how much do I, should I charge? And then I would just show up as, like, an employee for him. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't even know. Yeah. Which was cool because it was, like, you know, made him seem like something that he wasn't. But mm-hmm. that's what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to figure it till you make it. So, but yeah. that, that was, like, a nice, that just rem- rem- reminded me of that. So, yeah. pay people for their time, you know, and, and at least respect mm-hmm. it. You know, like, if you don't have the money or whatever, it is what it is. Yeah. But don't be sliding in the DMs, bruh.
0: Don't be sliding into the DMs of your fraternity brother's ex-wife asking for free shit.
1: Thirst is real with that one. (laughs) So real. Damn.
0: Okay, babe. Let's get into the Am I the Asshole
1: Reddit thread of the week. Okay. So this one I'm going to read for you guys, and I will also put it up on the screen as well.
0: Yes. And we're going to put the link for the thread in the episode description below.
1: Get that. All right. So this one says... My girlfriend of five years quit her job and seemingly expects me to take care of her. That's the title, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm going to read it for you guys real quick, and you guys can hopefully read along if I've got it on the screen. So it says, to give some context, we're in our late 20s, and our five-year anniversary is in August. We don't have, we don't have cheating issues or physical problems going on. We lived together for four years now. I had fully prepared to propose to her this year, but I'm having second thoughts. In my opinion, we both made promises to each other, and I don't feel like she is holding up her part of the bargain. She doesn't clean or cook and allows me to be the only one to do so. Because of this, our house is a mess and we order food constantly. Over the years, we've made plans and we can never stick to them. I'll admit that I'm not perfect, nor do I expect her to be. I just don't understand how someone can be okay doing nothing in a household. We don't split the bills equally, and she is a full-time student since last fall. She's hinted that that she'll opt to be a a stay-home mom if she gets pregnant. To get to the point... This isn't what I signed up for. I thought I had someone who had ambitions to succeed with me, not just watch me struggle to support a family. We've gone to therapy, but I'm pretty sure she won't, I'm pretty sure that she won't change. Mm -hmm. Should I stay because she can't support herself? Am I the asshole if I leave? Ooh. And then one person commented, you know the answer, you knew the answer before you wrote this, not the asshole. Yeah. Time to go, it's long overdue. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the comments are great on the threads too. I wish I could give that to you guys as well, but the link will be there. I mean, I, sometimes, anytime I see something, I go straight to the comments because mm-hmm. the comments are always fire. So, give me your thoughts Damn. because this is a financial thing. We've talked about this in the past mm-hmm. about, you know, don't be, you know, financially dependent on somebody because it's toxic and, and your people get stuck in the thing. He seems like he's got the option to leave. What do you think? What's, what's going on with that?
0: You know, for me, it just sounds like they have a fundamentally different vision for life and they maybe didn't talk enough about that in the beginning when they were establishing their relationship because the fact that he almost seems surprised that she would be down to be a stay-at-home mom. I'm like, shouldn't you all have talked about this before, like, moving in together if – you know, if, if this is, like, a, you're planning to build a future. Mm. I'm also confused about why she's going to school if she's not planning to work. Like, is she just occupying time? I'm confused.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm confused as well, too. Usually, uh, people will put in there their age, and I don't, there's not the age on this one, but i mean i don 't know my my buddy rich his ex girlfriend she would she went she was pretty similar, you okay. know, and she was going to school for like some type of like galen nursing or something, but like in the meantime she was the front desk at this like dental place or something, wore the scrubs and all that, but just made you know phone calls or whatever well, she ends up you know, calling off a lot and then ended up quitting her job, you know, like would always find a problem with somebody or whatever. So she quit her job. My, my buddy Rich was doing moving at the time and which is really, really hard work, you know, you've gone different times and stuff like that. So anyways, she was at the house that they had a roommate with one of her friends, right? So it was two girls and, and him. Um, and so everybody was splitting the bills and I think it was 500 bucks total per person <laughs> for the month. So she didn't really need to bring in that much money to survive, you know? But when she stopped working, she stopped working for several months mm. because he's he's working at the moving company making, you know, several thousand dollars a month. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, between tips and drive miles and all that, you yeah. know, he was making good money. But it, it it got in the way of their relationship because he felt like, you know... <sighs> I guess she just wasn't, you Bowling know, her yeah, but the house was always clean, you know, I'm mean, like it was always tidy. I mean, that's probably a perk being a guy living in a house with two women, <laughs> like, like get the fuck out of here. That's the dream. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like everything smells good. Like it's great. There's always candles lit. But, <laughs> so anyways, but it, it ended up getting, getting in the way of the relationship, you know, and he, he didn't want to have sex with her anymore. Yeah. He was just turned off. You know, he was just yeah. like, you're it's giving lazy piece of shit mm. and it's okay to be lazy. I'm lazy too. But at the same time, you also need to be able to gear down and be like, all right, well, I, I, I really got to get some shit done or I yeah. need to like go get a job for me. Like I kind of like having a job cause it gets you out of the house, but I, I, I'm, I'm also a homebody too. So, mm-hmm. Um, but that feeling of like not pulling weight and stuff like that is a very cringy feeling. And I, I know that some people just don't have that, you know, it's like the, that's like the type of people that have no problem asking somebody for money. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have a problem doing that. You know, I really like doing that. You know, only only if I was ever in a huge, huge jam, yeah. you know. Um, And then the first words out of my mouth would be like, borrow, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Let me borrow because I'm going to like garnish my paychecks to get this back to Mm -hmm. you. You know, I'm not like just asking for a a bailout. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know.
0: I think for me, there has to be a kind of recalibration in the relationship where the cards are put on the table in the sense of like, this is who I need you to be going forward, or it's just not going to work, right? So the expectations that you have of each other, whose responsibilities are what, like that needs to be clearly reemphasized, you know, you basically got to chart a new path for this relationship in order to have any hope for the future. And, you know, I think it's, it's fair to expect that your roles are going to change over time in a relationship. Things happen you lose jobs, you gain jobs, you start a business, you close a business, you have kids, your parent gets sick, you now a caretaker. Like there's a lot of different versions of ourselves that we're going to evolve to over time. Yeah. But I think there has to be constant communication about like, hey, we are in a transition period now. What was working before is not going to work now, and let's recalibrate. Let's figure out how we can now be good partners in this new environment in this new time right and i think enough not enough people do that like you set the expectations in the beginning of a relationship and Mm -hmm. then you never revisit them again yeah and instead of having those annual check-ins about like hey is the shit that we're doing now still working is it going to work for what we want you know in the next 12 months whatever Mm -hmm. um what happens a lot of times is just resentment starts building up because there's a lot of shit that's not being said. Yeah. There's a lot of expectations that are not being met, but you don't even fucking know the expectations exist because you haven't had the conversations. So I think this all boils down to there's a fundamental lack of communication on both sides, and it, there's also, it seems to be a lack of compassion and also, like, active listening from each other's parts. Like, what do you need... And how can I be that for you? And maybe I can't be that for you. And maybe that's the fucking conclusion. But there needs to be just way more communication about expectations and, you know, how to move forward together or not.
1: Yeah, that was passionate. (laughs) Well, I think,
0: you know, at the end of the day, a lot of shit is down to communication.
1: Yeah. Talking from the the chest. Say it with your chest. (laughs) Hell yeah. So I hope that you guys enjoy that that thread. They're they're super fun. I mean, I when I'm I'm like looking for one, dude, it's like there's so many to choose from. It's crazy, you know, but it is what it is. Maybe there'll be like a you know what someone needs to start a YouTube channel where they just do reactions to Am I the Asshole thread. Yeah. I swear, if they're just like reading them, you know, live streamers do this stuff all the time where they just give a reaction to whatever they do. They watch viral clips and maybe even satisfying clips and they're just like, oh my gosh, it's so satisfying and people just love watching him watch that. I'd you know? love to
0: see a YouTube channel of reenactments of these Reddit threads.
1: God, that'd be <laughs> crazy. Yeah, that's what Mr. Beast needs to do. Yes. <laughs> that would be sick. Yeah. So, alright, awesome. Now, the uh, i want to uh, what we're we gonna i was gonna bring something up oh well anyways so thank you guys so much for watching this episode definitely definitely go you know like subscribe follow give us the uh give us some comments give us some dms uh, give us some situations and uh and, and definitely are gonna be back in the full swing of things now Um, You know, that we got the little studio set up and everything. It just makes it a lot easier because before it was, you know, we had to set up and then tear down kind of or whatever. But now that there's two separate rooms, you know, because Janice has her whole YQD thing going on, too, on the on the other side of the house. Mm -hmm. So This has been fun. I'm glad that you got to vent a little bit about your about your thing. Well, no,
0: thank you. This has now become couples therapy on YouTube. I think that's like, honestly.
1: Yeah. I love that for us. I think so. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I, 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 oh, I had some power control wheels that I wanted to show, but we'll we'll get into those in the next episode because okay. that's more of a darker subject. You know, that's more of like domestic situation mm-hmm. type of aggression. Like how
0: to identify if you're in a healthy relationship versus yeah, non?
1: Yeah, it's really, I guess the next episode will be a little bit about the different forms of abuse mm-hmm. that that are out there because it's not just, I mean, we all hear physical, mental, emotional, you know, it's like so broad. Those terms are so, I mean, outside of the physical. Okay? Yeah. But the mental and, emo- and emotional, like, they're so symbiotic, right? So, and like, there's so many ways to do it. There's so many mind games and and manipulation and conniving and all kinds of shit that happens that that can be so much of like mental warfare abuse so we'll get into that there's like a, a couple of like these two little charts of wheels that they show different behaviors and stuff so that'll be fun look forward to that for the next next wednesday and um, you have anything else you want to close out?
0: No, I just want to say thank you all for continuing to tune in. Make sure that you subscribe and share this episode if you loved it. And, uh, you know, keep tuning in. And keep letting us know what you want to hear. You can email us at Corazon Chronicles Podcast at gmail.com or follow us on social. And we'll go ahead and put our links right down below.
1: Wow. Ooh, and then before we wrap up, um, what, was your, what was your take on the whole new Bad Bunny song?
0: it's very mediocre and i feel like the kardashians are officially having an effect on him the kardashian curse is in full effect with benito his level of shit that he's coming out with is just subpar and it makes me sad
1: damn because he just announced that he's gonna have that new album coming out so
0: yeah we're gonna pray for him
1: um and then (laughs) what was the whole deal about Rao and rosalina Rosalia, sorry. As far as what didn't you? Weren't you reading something in the car the oh, other day? Or like, yes. are they back together or not? Nah?
0: Yeah, there was rumors that they were getting back together because there was like some subliminals being posted on social media. But from everything I can tell on both of their profiles, it's a rapsky, which makes me very sad. But we'll light a candle for them too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, pizza, you guys, and if somehow you're listening to this podcast, yeah. <laughs> we still like you guys. You guys are great. You know, we love it. yeah. All right, guys, thank you so much. And uh, we love you guys, and we will see you next week.